Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Cruise Control Podcast. Kid Cruiser, Woody, Eddie. You're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. What are you guys trying to do with this? Should I do those push-ups? Uh, you can do the. Yeah, we're still waiting for you your push-ups. You gonna Instagram live <laughs> me doing push-ups? I'll Instagram live you. I don't care. <coughs> Jesus, you got the Rona? Yeah. Brady's got the Rona, so this might be the last episode of uh, the Cruise Control hope Podcast. Not a, hope that's not a dry cough. No. Is it? I didn't hear no phlegm in that. Did you? Mm-mm. I'm smoking a little too much cigarettes. Well. That's what they say. They say uh, this is bad for people who smoke cigarettes. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Not oh, well. It's other people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said this should have been the last pod last week, and y'all were like, nah, we got to put one more out. We, we could do one more. It's not the wave or what? I didn't say that shit. Where are you at? Where's my head at? Yeah, where's your head at? Want to have a chat? You guys ready to get weird tonight or what? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Control Podcast. This is episode number nine. Number nine, nine, nine. I'm your host, Kid Cruiser, along with Birdie B and Ed Boy. Welcome back, Eddie. Yo, How you feeling? What's up, man? I missed you guys. Missed Sub- you too, man. A little sabbatical. A little... Can you... What? Sabbatical. Man. Absence? Break? Um. Mm. Well, I'm uncultured. I needed a mental health day. Yeah, all, everything with all, good? With all this going around? Everything fine? You good? Yeah, we're all good here, man. All right, sounds good, man. Um, so what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, thanks happy for- Thursday, happy whatever day you guys are tuning in. Um, happy day. Happy day. I hope everything's going well for you guys, cause I know shit's again nothing's normal still. So uh, I hope everything's going well. Um, we are available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcast. Follow us at Cruise Control Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, just thanks for listening. So thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you guys feeling? Good, man. Good. Uh, are you feeling good? Yeah, it's, it's cool. Episode eight, right? My spirits episode are high. nine. Episode nine. Episode nine, man. Wow. Yeah, I I wanted to episode get episode eight for me. Yeah, episode eight for you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get to 10, but I don't know if we're going to get there. Fuck Trump. He ain't going to do no fucking national lockdown, bro. I think we got another two weeks before that shit happens. You think it'll be straight? Are you practicing social distancing, though? Am I? I don't know. Is this social distancing? I'm about... I'm there's like, only three of us. I'm like four feet away from you right now. I would say three and a half. Okay. But there's only three of us. Yeah. So, I mean... I think, what is it, groups of six? Groups of ten. Yeah, groups ten? of ten. Is it six? I thought they lowered it. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well, if they're lowering it, then that shit's crazy. You know, those I big families going to have to get rid of a kid or two. Yeah. Philip Rivers doesn't have full. Oh, have like yeah, like 17 kids. kids. I thought it was more than that. That's crazy. That fool brought it back to the 50s. Shit, the 20s, huh? I don't know what his wife looks like. Why would you even want to go through that? I don't know. That's crazy. I know, like, one couple that wants to be like that. My, <laughs> my great-grandma had a... I think like 12 kids. Holy shit. shit. Yeah. It's a lot to pop out. Bro, and that's it. She would like, there was one, and then I think they're literally like at least like a year, maybe two apart. But and that was before like that whole like pussy rehabilitation surgery became a thing, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> that's, be, that's literally beyond me, but 
<laughs> um, but what's up? How you guys? Uh, how's how's all this treating you guys? Like, how are you guys uh taking it in? Like, what are you guys doing on your time quarantining and all that shit? Well, I was talking to someone and. It, see, this whole thing, I know it's affecting a lot of people, but it hasn't really affected me because I happen to work in, like, the grocery industry. Mm-hmm. So it's any it's just been normal days for me. I'm still going to work every day, and so it hasn't really affected me too much. I just can't really go to the store too often. Yeah, what about you, Birdie? Eh, business as usual. Yeah. I really don't do much as it is. I usually live under a rock for, you know, yeah, most part. That's fair. I mean, for me, like, you know, by the grace of God, like, my job gave me the option to not go to work, which yeah. is super cool. Yeah. But um not even just practicing like social distancing and whatever the hell they're telling us to do, but like I love this. I love not doing anything. Like <laughs> I love like the other day I came into the living room and was like, what do I want to do? Like do I want to watch a movie? Do I want to play a video game? And like I had the option. Like I drove I drew. I doodled today. Like I never doodle. And it was tight. So I like this i don't like what's going on outside but i like i like this self quarantine. where do you thing. find time to jerk off you know i don't know man doesn't happen does it no you know where do you find time uh usually on my first morning shit <laughs> during the shit after so shit wipe whack yes correct okay where were we going with that before you fucking... Oh, my bad. I derailed <laughs> the conversation now. My bad. Yeah, man. I appreciate everybody reaching out saying that you guys are listening to this during your quarantine. Um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to get right into it with... Uh, should we start with music how we always do? Like we always do. For sure. All right, what's up? What dropped? New weekend, new Beano. Where do you guys want to start? Weekend. Yeah, start the weekend. All right, let's start with the weekend. All right, so personally, like, I really don't like The weekend's like, persona, like, how he's, like, this whole drug kingpin and he's fucking all these bitches. I can agree with one of those, for sure. Uh, I've never been a really big weekend fan. I liked his original first stuff, like, House Balloons and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, like, the cover art was... The cover art's really dope. I like it. I wouldn't say it's dope, but it had me thinking one thing and I got the other. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminded me of, like, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas almost. Okay. And um, I put it on. It, it almost has nothing to do with drugs at all. It's basically, like, about heartbreak. It's a heartbreak album about, what, Gigi Hadid? Or the other one? Bella. Bella. I'm more of a Gigi Hadid fan. More of a Gigi think, as well. No, nah, I don't really like Gigi. I don't like Bella. I think she looks like a man. Yeah. Anyway, um... He always had like a really dope voice. I really like the beats. Yeah, the I like the music. And I really like the music. He was definitely inspired by I forgot that dude's name, Haji Soriyama. He's like a visual artist, makes like really graphic 3D artwork. Okay. Yeah, that's um I think you tried to show me him, mm-hmm. um but I I've never heard his name, but I think you said that he shouted him out on one of the songs. Yeah, right? I believe it was Snowfall. Snow Snow Child or something. Snow Child, like yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was okay. Wasn't my taste. He doesn't really ever change his cadence, and I hate that about him. Yeah. So I bumped it like three times in the row, mm-hmm. and I think it was because the music was so like di- like it was so digestible. Like it was very easy to listen to, and I think I kind of liked that. Like I said, like the the beats were very eighties esque. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been trying to emulate Michael Jackson, and I think it's like full force now. But I mean, he's never gonna be Michael. 
never going to be Mike. Never going to be Mike. That needs but, to be emphasized. Yeah, for sure. He's never going to be Mike, but you can see like his influences are definitely like showing a lot more now than mm-hmm. it ever did on Starboy or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. But I would say like, yeah, I was a weekend fan in high school. Um, I love House of Balloons. Love House of Balloons. I love Thursday. I would say as far as um, content, not not content, but as far as um, the overall flow of an album, this might be his best project since those ones. And it's not saying that I love it, but I'm saying the music isn't bad to where it's like, oh, this is this sucks. It's just might not be what you were looking for. Hmm. But the music itself really isn't that bad. Like it's catchy. It's um, it's uh, how I said digestible. Like it, it's it's good in a sense. But if it's not what you're looking for, and especially like judging the book by its cover, you definitely got a whole different thing from yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was uh I was very underwhelmed by this. Yeah. I like the weekend. I like his old work, like everybody else does. But I, I went into this expecting one thing. I got something else. Even the his intro song, it sounded like it was going to be this dark, sad road. And then he just immediately get picked up by some uptone, some like some beats. Yeah. Some poppy beats. And it's just not what I wanted. It was kind of positive, huh? It was a little positive for but it starting so negative. Yeah. I think I think for me, um, I didn't like the beats. The like the the 80s kind of like not an 80s fan. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not I'm not either. And that's the. Weird it thing. reminded me of EDM, but oh, more, very, very more consumable, right? Like more. They um, just turned the. Um, they turned it down. Yeah, a little bit. they yeah. turned the beats per minute down. Yeah, um, that's fair. I, I agree with you with that. Um, I think the reason why I did kind of like it because I took the day off when the um, album came out, mm-hmm. and you know, there's this whole like haziness of like what's really going on right now. Um, I kind of just, you know, fed into it, and it just it was. It felt really good to like listen to something and get my mind off something. And it was really easy to listen to, hmm. and I think that's why I enjoyed it in the moment. But after I played it, how many times I played it on on the day it dropped, I haven't really came back to it. See, it's the other thing for me. I it was hard for me to get through. Mm. I just didn't like the album. Okay, I'm not like I said. I'm not a fan of the '80s. I don't like the beats. The words, if you listen, they're they maybe they're sad, but it's undercut by all the upbeat beats. He's been up way too long to be sad, though, if you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's been House of Balloons came out like 2011. I think so. he should be more braggadocious at this point. We we get you were homeless at one point and you were like starving for this shit. Mm. But like you're out here fucking supermodels now, bro. Yeah, he should he should be bragging at this. point. Yeah. If he's going to make pop, go full into the pop. OK, so you said that you weren't that big on the weekend. I'm still not that big on the weekend. What about you? Like, are you how I, you feel about the whatever? Weekend? I think he can easily be dethroned. If he didn't have all this money, he could easily be dethroned as like one of the top pop artists. I don't think he, he even has a a throne or a crown or anything. Well, I think he's one of the top nah, pop he's, artists. He's people love him, bro. Yeah, like people really love like teach. they love him. I'll give him a B plus. I don't even know if I go that. Well, yeah, he deserves a B plus for everything. But recently, I just don't like his music. Yeah, no. So I'm not a fan of pop at all, though. Do you listen to like Starboy and like Beauty Behind the Madness and yeah, like, I love like, his old work. I don't like Starboy. You don't like Starboy? Starboy is where I cut off. Yeah, no, I think Starboy was like the the start of the pop shit for sure. I like the sad. He's R&B. never changed his flow. Like he's always yeah. No, be he like... hasn't changed his cadence. Um, I don't think he's ever tried to push himself vocally, like performance no. wise. Um, uh, maybe like how yeah how we said experimental with beats and mm-hmm. music choices, but as far as vocally, I don't think he's ever pushed himself there. But I honestly don't think he can go there. Like I think I think he could have he should have done it by now. You know. I think he should just stick with the uh, the sad, slow, 
the way everybody loves him for. I think he got like two more albums. That's it. I think he can have two or three, and I'm still not gonna listen to him anymore. Yeah, I'll give if him. He, if he's gonna keep being pop, I'm, I don't I'm not. Care. I really don't care. Like I wasn't going yeah, into this like, oh yeah, like the new weekend, like sick. This, right? was, this wasn't my light through. Nah, all this. I definitely wasn't excited. Like I wasn't like, oh shit, like a new weekend album. Mm-hmm. But um, I did thoroughly enjoy it, and that just might be because um, it was poppy and it was just super easy to listen to. Like I said. Yeah, it might not be what you expected, but to say that the music is bad per se, it's not it's not a reach. It's not a reach, you know what I mean? Because it's it sounds super expensive. Like whoever polished this album, it sounds good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it's it's kinda happy go lucky and it's just enjoyable. But mm-hmm. if it's not your bag, then that's fine, you know? But I, like one of the hardest parts about like doing this whole podcast is I have to listen to stuff that I don't want to listen to. Yeah. And this would be something that I really wouldn't want to listen to, but I was oddly surprised that it wasn't half bad. Yeah. That's I think, what I'm saying. I think it for sure has its audience. Yeah, it for this sure has audience. Would probably kill at Coachella. Yeah. Like I but think I don't care. How I said like Starboy wasn't that great. I like some songs on there, but I think overall music wise, like the music was cool so that's like that's how i feel about it mm. like i i don't know if i'll revisit the whole album like as a whole thing well again. you played it like three times exactly in a row. so like i said i didn't i didn't go back to it but um i did enjoy it for what it was and as far as a, as a complete project from everything he's put out since thursday um i liked it but it's um, definitely deleted off my phone so oh you already uh, deleted it i didn't care about it yeah so that's fair i'll go back to it i don't know when um but i'll I'll see if I could go back to it sooner or later. But he he re- he dropped like a deluxe version of it, right? And people are upset about it because it's nothing but remixes. Yeah, I didn't even like check them out, so I was like, eh. I didn't care. Um, I know there's an Uzi thing, but you can't slap Uzi's name on it and hope it makes your whole thing better. Yeah, so I, Uzi's already flooded the market now. Yeah, yeah. Uzi's yeah Uzi's good for a few. Oh, years. speaking of deluxe, uh, Mac dropped Max Miller's Estate. They dropped a um, yeah a deluxe album with two new songs. Did you mm-hmm. check check I them did. out? Um, how'd you feel about him? I thought they were sad and more, almost more like surreal. It's like he was talking about, he was already talking about all this. Yeah. Do you feel like they should have just dropped them how they were? Do you feel, um, that they needed to come out or what do you think? I think they would have been fine included in the last, in the original. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like this should have been, um, a deluxe. Yeah. It definitely should have fit within the narrative of the other album. So, and it definitely, uh, it's not like they threw them in there to mess with the flow of anything. Yeah, they, they threw them at the They're just stuck end. at the end. Um, but they were both. They're both good songs. Cool. They were super somber for sure. Yeah, they're. Um, they're sad. I don't know. I still haven't even really gone back to that album either because it's kind of hard to listen to sometimes. I'm still waiting on the vinyl, so I don't mm-hmm. know. But you guys want to get into Bino? Yeah, I would say where you said weekend kind of helped you like everything, how everything is. He was something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like it came out and it put you in a better mood. Yeah. Uh, Bino definitely did that for me. Okay. This album was beautiful. So you weren't here last week. So how we talked about how he dropped on the, um, yeah, he dropped on. Donald did Glover you, Presents. did you get to check that out or I, no? My, my link was expired. I didn't get to see it. Okay. Um, so it's only a 12 hour window, right? Yeah. Something like that. So he finally dropped this album. He dropped it under like Donald Glover presents and mm-hmm. then he dropped it under Childish Gambino. Yeah. So the Donald Glover presents one is all the songs in a sequence. And then the Childish Gambino one is track by track by track. Right. How do you, why do you guys feel that is? I think he's going to use Donald Glover presents as his, uh, 
I think he wants to start scoring albums and everything. I think he'll use that specifically for his movie soundtracks or any soundtrack like that. Because this definitely sounds like a movie. Okay. I can see that. Um, like he's going to use that more for I, the people who like. I feel like the way that he released it on Donald Glover Presents is the way that he really wants it to be listened to. Like straight, like a run through. Um, but he released it under Charles Gambino with the tracks divided because, you know, people want to consume music how they want to consume it. But so, I don't think Donald Glover cares what people want. Or yeah, think. but I think maybe it, he doesn't, but maybe his label does, you know, because presents, so. it sounds like, like a media. Yeah. So, it sounds like a company. Yeah. So that's th- true. That's um, just but, my opinion. uh, regardless of how it's released or however it was, how do you guys feel about the album as a whole? All right. So the first time I listened to the album, I was drunk, not pissed drunk. But I was drunk and I was uh, having a good time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I probably got through the first 30 minutes before I had to go to bed. And um, I listened to it again the next day when I wasn't drunk. I was sober. It's overrated. I don't really like it that much. Ah, I don't know. I don't really like it that much. And I I heard the rest of it today. And uh, there was nothing on there that really made me like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like this is it right Mm -hmm. here. Like, uh, there is some guy, I don't know if he listens to it, this dude named Eric McLaughlin. <laughs> he uh, put up this uh, tweet. It was like, the weekend over Gambino. And, like, I thought about it. I'm like, you ain't wrong. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. That's- I didn't really appreciate it. To me, this sounds like the cherry bomb of Charles Gambino. And I thought we already went through that phase with his other album. With the Wake in My Love? Yeah. Okay. And, like, I feel like he's, like... He's still experimenting, and he's never really found a solution. And like, when are we mm. gonna get that final answer? Okay. When are we gonna get the final evolution? That's a different angle to look at it. I, um, uh, I don't agree with that. Just, I think that this was great. I think it was a great album. Yeah. I think he's went fully into it already. I don't think he's ever gonna rap again. I think this is well. well I this think is well, this was way different than the last one. Yeah, this was like this was way very off Frank the wall Ocean for sure. To me. This was very Frank Ocean to me. Yeah, this was super experimental. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll say with you, Bird, because when I talked about it on the last pod, I was like, it sounds really, really good. And I still think that it sounds really, really good. But as a whole, I don't love it as much as I did when I first listened to it. There's about two or three tracks that I'm just like, nah, I don't really, I'm not really fucking but with But we it. were talking about this off mic earlier and you're all saying like, oh, like you can tell his influences, like he's picking up this. Like I kind of heard like a little bit of old school odd future in there, like before 2012 type yeah, shit. Yeah, I definitely heard. So when is he going to have his own sound or you, where you can go back and you can say, that's Childish Gambino? Wow. That's a good point. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't I, have his own sound. I don't know I don't who think. Childish Gambino is right now because, like we said, we got two rap albums. Then we got Awaken My Love, which completely went through a different whirlwind, right? And now we're here. Um people are saying like he's one of the most diverse artists of all time. And you can kind of make that case because like I said, two rap albums, R and B album in this psychedelic experimental. People like to say is like genre bending, Mm -hmm. but at one point you have to like define yourself. I'm not saying you have to like sit down and like choose like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to do that. But you have to have like, do you think it's because um, it's two back to back like experimental albums? The other one wasn't very experimental. It was more like, I want to do funk, and I want to do R&B. Like, it wasn't like, 
I think it was just we didn't expect it. It wasn't yeah. that experimental. It wasn't okay. experimental. We didn't expect this it. This was experimental. It was a complete, like, yeah, off the just, rails type thing. It was a 180 thing. from what he was. Yeah, that's uh, this, fair. This is more experimental. Yeah, this is more of his bag, as mm-hmm. we usually like to say yeah. here. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's reaching. And it's just, he's what, 33, 34 now? Yeah, he's in his 30s for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just like, when are we going to get, what? When, what's his classic? Mm-hmm. We were talking about this with Drake a couple weeks ago or yeah. last week. What's- I think I think the majority of people say that because the internet, if it even is a classic, mm-hmm. people would put that as his classic mm-hmm. because that defines Childish Gambino. It's definitely you know not a classic. Um, Maybe his, that's what but I'm saying. it's not, not a classic. Yeah, if it's not a classic, it's his classic. You okay. Know what I mean? um, but that is what defines Childish Gambino in a nutshell. Um, but for me, like I said... I don't. I'll. I'll agree with you in the sense that I don't love it as much as I did, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the twenty one feature is great. Oh, that, that he killed is a good it. Future, future. Um, there's a song. I think it's track number six. Um, I really love that song. How many tracks is there, by the way? I think it's like thirteen or something. There's all- twelve if you break it up, mm. but it, I guess it's. If we're doing what Christian said, that it's supposed to be one track. It's only 58 minutes, right? And like 57, 58, yeah. The other thing that I don't like really like about I don't really know what he's trying to prove with uh, the timestamps. Um, like, there's a point where artists kind of, like, they have to start explaining themselves at some point. You know what I mean? I, mean, um, I think this is, a, this, we're going to get a visual to this. Like, a, you think it's going to be something more than. Yeah, because I think. What was with that? the skits, what? with everything like this, I think it sounds more like we're gonna need. We need to see something. Is okay. this the uh, soundtrack to Guava Island? Huh? Maybe it could be because uh, Phil uh, he threw feels like summer on here. Yeah, then yeah. that's something's already been out, right? Yeah. So there's something. There's like speculations on 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 the Twitterverse and on the online worldwide web right now. Is that this kind of sounds similar how you were saying Eddie to like Frank Ocean s like this could be Childish Gambino's Endless. And that there still might be another album to come. Just to get with the viewers, can you explain what Endless was? Endless was something that Frank Ocean put out to kind of get out of his Def Jam contract, right? So he dropped Channel Orange, and then he dropped uh, Endless, which was a visual album, Mm -hmm. uh, per se. And once he did that, he was out of the contract, and then he dropped Blonde on his own own, uh, label. How long was the wait between... Endless and blonde, like about a, a month? month or two. A month, yeah, a month, a month or two. It wasn't that long at all. Um, so I think we're definitely seeing another album from Bino. Have okay, to. so if we do see another album, do you guys think? And he's been saying that, like, he's pretty much done with this. You know what I mean? He's pretty much done with Childish Gambino. He's on Don, his way out. He's of Donald the, Glover. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you guys think that? This Don't wave next your fucking <laughs> Do you guys think? That this next album will be something for the fans. Do you guys think that he's gonna return to form? Do you guys think that he's gonna rap? Because I love Childish Gambino as a rapper. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the stuff that he's done, trying to kind of push himself musically. But as a rapper, I do think that he could go bar for bar for the people that are out right now. I do think he has a skill level. I do think that he releases good music. Um, do you guys think that it's gonna be a return to form of what he used to do? No. I will answer your question with a completely unrelevant statement <laughs> okay i'll say this um so kendrick lamar he dropped to pimp a butterfly mm-hmm. and then about a full year later he released his Untied. unreleased untitled unreleased unmastered. unmastered yeah 
And I appreciated the untitled, unreleased, like all his influences, like everything that he wanted to do after the fact. You know what? You're right. Kendrick did it right because he did what he wanted to do, but he had these other songs that didn't belong on the albums or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But he didn't push it as it, it was like, no, this is my third album. He's like, no, I'm just putting this out. You know, the thing with Bino is he's being very vague about everything. You know what I mean? Um, but with Kendrick, he was like, hey, this is another project, but this is not in the storyline of what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I do think Kendrick's super calculated. I do think he has a storyline. I do think that, you know, the ones before him, like Jay and Kanye, like those were his influences. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that he has a narrative that he wants to do. And like you said, he released those two albums prior to releasing Untitled Unmastered, and I think that is the perfect way to do it. All right, now back on to the subject. Do you think this is like Childish Gambino's heat check, if you will? Do you think he's gauging the market to see what this sound is going to be like? Like testing the waters? Yeah. Um, Definitely. But aside from you people are really enjoying this album yeah for sure i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna sit here and say like oh it's terrible it's bad like yeah. it was obviously good he obviously took the time to make this yeah and i do kind of like the way he just put it out and then it didn't mm-hmm. come out and then yeah. he's like all right i'll give it to y'all yeah, motherfuckers definitely. um yeah i think he's still like you said i think he's still kind of trying to define where he is and what he feels like and what his sound is but i think on to your point as well the time is kind of ticking. Like, what is, who are you? What yeah. is your sound? Like, what do, what do you want to be remembered as? As an artist. You know? because, as an artist. Because he's already in so many different fields. Yeah. For sure. I was going to get into that too. How does, does he have time for music at yeah. this point? Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. You always have to take that into consideration. Consideration that he's, he's doing other things behind yeah. the scenes. At this point, he's bigger than music. He's, this is just, I think, a hobby for him. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It, sound, it, it sounds like that, or it seems like that, I should say. But, Overall, like nah, the nigga went to Coachella last year. <laughs> this ain't no motherfucking hobby, bro. The, That's bad. Um, do you guys remember the the song that was in that commercial, that Samsung commercial, where he was like kind of like dancing like virtually? No, he played it at Coachella, but it I don't believe it was on this album. So I don't know what I don't know if that was just kind of like a one off for the commercial, maybe, or if it's gonna be on something else. I'm also curious on how come only like a couple of the songs on this album are have names, but the at the end, it feels like summer's already out. It has a name, but he didn't mark it with a with a name. He has yeah, a timestamp. I think I you know well the the feels like summer on the album and the feels like summer like the single. It does sound different. Like he kind of sounds like he altered it a little bit. Yeah, but um, I'm saying it, it's already has a name and everything. I think he did he it is, to um. I like think there's really, a bigger reason. Yeah, really be true to the album. So because, then, why title two of the songs? Well, it's because that part I can't explain. But I'm saying as far as um, not titling it, titling it feel like summer. I think he was because a lot of artists when they release a big single and it doesn't like they're just releasing it as a single and then it, it blows up and then they throw it on their album to get those views and get those plays. Um, they're doing it for the money. Right. But I don't think he was worried about that. I think he just really it belonged to whatever this is for him. And I don't think he wanted to bring attention to it like that. I think he sh- if he was going to do it, he should just went all the way and not uh put titles on the other two songs he should just did all timestamps. okay do you think he's half-assing it no i just think i think there's a big reason i don't think i think maybe algorithm and time maybe they will be on album does he really not care about his fans i don't know because i'm 50 50 with it because kanye 
making the album for Ye, the album cover for Ye on the way to the listening party, that's half-assing something. That's not genius. That's you're half-assing. You weren't ready. That's half-assing something. I don't know if he's half-assing it or if there is a bigger reason to why it's like this. Maybe there's a hint. Algorithm and time. Maybe he's messing with the algorithm by the time by how he's putting it out, and time's gonna come for him to put something else out. Maybe you know, just it's a hint. He's I'm fifty fifty. It. it could be half ass or it could be a, it could be super calculated. You know, or do you think he cares about his fans so much that in a pandemic like this he decides to give us some listening pleasure? Maybe something for us to fucking do at this time. <laughs> do you like my news reporting voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to Birdman Junior, eleventh grade. <laughs> it's modelo time, fool. But to get off Bino, because I mean, we, we could probably be here all day. I mean, yeah, we could get off Bino, but overall, you liked it. I enjoyed um, it. Any final thoughts with it? That was I recommend it. I, I think it's very uplifting, especially in a time like this. Yeah, it did, this is what it did make me feel better. Mm-hmm. This is this is nice. It's nice to listen Definitely to. Definitely as a Bino fan, I enjoyed it. Um, there is like maybe the first, the opening of the album is not good. I don't like the way it opens at all. I'll Everybody. state that. Um, no, it was like, we are. Yeah, like some shit like that, right? Like, when he yeah. gets into that other song, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah the like, second song is cool. Or I guess, um, and then there was the right after the song I was saying, number six, it went into like a weird ass like turn and flip. Um, but I think everything just alludes back to that how you're saying, Eddie. Um, it might be a bigger, there might be a bigger picture to this, you know. Yeah. Um, but overall, I did enjoy it. I don't love it as much as I think I did mm-hmm. um, the day that it, he released last week. But I'm a Bino fan, and I do think he's still doing things a little bit differently. And I do think that regardless of everything, he does make good music. So moving forward, moving forward, uh, Smino dropped a new single. If you guys want to stick to music, yeah, it was it was another Smino single. It was on SoundCloud. Um, I don't really have a reason or i don't really know the reason why it was on soundcloud but um maybe he's following the trend yeah it's enjoyable i'm sick of smino singles drop an album bro yeah drop an album for sure um they do all sound the same a it's, lot of it's his, not yeah. a bad single it's a just, lot of his singles smino. do get lost in the sauce he's in his bag yeah he's rapping like smino um but probably he, talking he about he knows pussy. a lot of people in the industry now though yeah, he's made a lot of connections. He he's can getting have, bigger. For he could sure. potentially have a really good album. Yeah, he's getting bigger for sure. Um, but to kind of like allude, not allude, but to get off Smino, but to still kind of stay on his um, radar. How we talked about Smino and Isaiah Rashad would be a dope ass collab. How would you guys? Do you guys have any dream collabs that you guys would want to see, um, dead or alive? Like, what is something that you guys all have always wanted to hear? Are we talking uh, with Smino <laughs> still? Yeah, I got something. Um, like still Smino with them or just in general? Yeah, anybody. Uh, okay. General. Anybody? Um, but I mean, yeah, like we could say the al- the single was cool, but we just want an album at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like what are your guys' dream collabs? Like how do you guys, dead or alive, like who do you guys want to see on a track together? Hmm. All right. So for me, I want to hop back in to a time travel machine. I want to go to December of 2017, and I want the real Huncho Jack. The I feel real like, Huncho Jack. I feel like we were cheated out of a potentially world-stopping album. Yeah, because they were two for two, for sure. Two for two classics. Um, classics. Take with the Phone and uh, Oh My This Side are two. Quavo and Travis have such a great um 
chemistry together mm-hmm. that when Huncho Jack came out, it was like, yo, like, what is this shit? Yeah. Like, there was some good things on there, but the the bad definitely outweighed the positive. Yeah. Like, it was not. No, definitely not. But if we could go back and, like, really get what we wanted, what the fans needed, that shit would have been, like, the collab album yeah. that people have wanted and it was so hyped up for like a good amount of years at that point stupid hyped up yeah you know i think with the as weird as this one sounds maybe i didn't put too much thought into it but the sir and what is that 2000 the november album is that 2018 yeah i think i would have liked to hear that with somebody who could rap pretty quick Uh, let's stick with smino like some some very jazzy and slow with somebody who can rap quick but they need to slow it down yeah sir and smino would be dope like get that because they're both, especially in the November album, it's very spacey. Mm-hmm. Give Smino that. Do you guys feel like bag. Smino kind of belongs on TDE? Because we're talking about Isaiah Rashad. We're talking about Sir. Um, I think he could. I don't. You think he go bar to bar with all them? I don't know bar to bar, but I think he definitely stands out. And I definitely think he brings a different dialect no. to them. No. No? I think no. he'd be like more, him as his own thing. I think they're too. There's like, you can sub up rap. Like, you can go like. Oh, this is trap rap. This is drug rap. This is, oh, I'm going to fuck you in the butt rap mm-hmm. <laughs> and so on and so forth. And yeah. I feel like TDE like has it like their own like their third eye open e- type shit. Yeah. Like I think if he was going to be a label, he'd be somewhere with like Earth Gang. He'd be he'd be Dreamville. Like, OK. Dreamville. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was he'd be, the same. He'd be with like Earth Gang. Yeah. OK. Just just a just just a thought. Throwing it out there. Maybe yeah, throw it weird and be with uh with Boogie on a. Was it aftermath? Not aftermath. No, he's on aftermath. Yeah, maybe with Boogie on there. Okay. Huh. I have so another weird. one. Suicide Boys and XX Tenacion. Oh yeah, I could definitely hear that. I never listened to uh really listened to Suicide Boys like that. So I don't really I can't attest to it's that. Intense, bro. Is it? Yeah, I no. could definitely hear that. I think yeah. my brother uh my brother Victor, he listens to them and I was kinda like shocked. Because not re- not like, really my music, but I can yeah. still appreciate That's it. That's like what'd you call that like horror rap? Like yeah. horror rap? Horrorcore? Yeah. Huh. Um, for me, I'll probably go on like a bigger scale. Um, like I said, I pretty much grew up with rock music. So when I started listening to rap and hip hop was at the forefront of this new generation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I grew up with Cuddy. I grew up with Drake and it pains me that I never got that collaboration. Like what you mean? They, they were homies at one point Drake and Kid Cudi they were homies at one point they Storm were in the phases like the moon they were in a the pursuit of happiness video the very first one um Drake shouted him out on the all the light tree mix um they were homies and it just really pains me that they never had anything to do with each other musically I thought you were gonna say like Blink-182 and uh, Cudi or something Cudi was on a Travis uh Barker album mm-hmm. so that was I guess I kind of got that but Hmm. I think that Cuddy did bridge the gap between the rock kids and the hip hop kids. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. And another one I would say, I would also say like Bino and Kanye. I think Bino and Kanye would be a great. I feel like they would have conflicting personalities. Definitely. But if they could make it work and actually not try to be experimental, but give us not a rap track, but a Bino and Kanye, like an uh, all falls down type thing. I think like a Yeezus like Kanye that. with this new Bino. Would yeah, be yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but as far as that goes, like those are, I would say like the bigger artists like that have never really like worked together. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see that happen one day, but it's, I got one more. It's way 
past its prime now. Might be on the funnier side of things. Okay. But uh, I would like to see a Shoreline Mafia Brock Hampton collab. Is Shoreline Mafia like a Brock Hampton? Like they have their yeah, own. Yeah, it's their own little collective. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I, I feel like I've heard them at your like house party. Oh, before. yeah. Um, how would that work? Is it too many, too many minds or it would be like an 18 minute track yeah. <laughs> for sure. I think if we're going into that kind of bag, I would like to see like a Busta Rhymes twister with a ski mask. That would be sick. Does ski mask rap like that? Ski yeah. Mask that's ski mask rap. is fast. Yeah. Ski mask is probably the quickest rapper in the game today. Oh, wow. Okay. I would like to see him go with them. Something like that. Like that. Yeah, you should a real fast. You should really rap. check out ski mask. Well, send me some shit, bro. Okay. I'm on quarantine, bro. I ain't got shit to do, bro. Just send me that shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I will continue to post my snapshots of my music on I love my it, bro. Instagram. I don't give a shit. If you, I appreciate when people post their snaps of music because, mm-hmm. like, I'm a music lover. Yeah. It, it makes me, it shows me that you're a music lover. And if, you know, people, sometimes people do hit you up like, hey, I didn't even know about this song you like, said that fernandez really threw me off bro. Oh, that yeah. shit threw me you caught me off guard off, oh bro. yeah i tried to tell you for a long time i'm, I'm a little bit pison now yeah you're a little i'm pison. a little bit country <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i just wanted to pick your guys' brain with that because i think you know as music fans and as you know music nerds or whatever you guys want to call our, ourselves um you do kind of think about those things like I remember people used to say like, "Oh, I want to hear Frank Ocean in the weekend on the song," but I never, I never felt like that. But I think at the time it was just the two biggest in the R and B game, and you know. But it just always sparks the conversation of where people can go with each other musically. You know, who do you think Odd Future would have sounded good with? Kanye West. The whole group with Kanye. Mm, I think Lil Wayne. And the whole group. You think Haji, Damo, Frank, yeah. they would all sound good with Wayne? Yeah. Casey Veggies. I definitely think Frank would sound good with Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Frank and Wayne? Yeah. Frank Wayne? Frank Wayne? I Frankie Wayne? that name. <laughs> Frank Wayne. Lil Ocean? Frankie Wayne? Lil Ocean? Lotion? Huh. Lotion? Um, Ocean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting to think about. Mirror on the wall. Mirror on the wall. I fucking hate that song, dude. What? I hate that song, bro. What? I do was that like the that Carter Four? Yeah, it was the Carter Four. Yikes! I didn't like that song at all. I just feel like he was trying to catch, um, like how to love and like his previous collab. Mirror on the wall was sick, bro. I don't, I don't think I like Bruno Mars on that song, so I can't even get through the whole song. Fair enough. Yeah. I forget how big Bruno was. He was yeah, big. he was pretty big. That twenty four karat magic yeah. was fucking fire, though. I don't give a shit. That shit was fucking hard, bro. What? I won't say that on mic, but do your thing, player. Twenty four karat magic in the air. <laughs> I'm not familiar. You know this. <laughs> All right, so going back to last pod, how we ranked our Kanye albums, and we said, uh, you know, Eddie's not here to do this, but who knows if you really likes Kanye like that. Um, we want to do our Travis Scott ones. Do you like Kanye <laughs> yeah, like that? Do you like Kanye like that? It's fine. I I'm that was like one I'm happy I missed. Okay. Uh, okay. So now that you're here and we wanted to do this, um, we want to rank our Travis Scott albums. So who wants to take the lead with this? I I'm going last. I guess I'll take the lead. All right. Uh, for me, 
Birds in the Trap. Are you going? That's top, my number one. Okay. This top down. I love Birds in the Trap. Okay. Uh, I'll go Astral World just because it's so easy to listen to. Okay. Days Before Rodeo. Mm-hmm. Rodeo. And then Owl Pharaoh, which I actually haven't heard Owl Pharaoh. You're putting um, Days Before Rodeo before Rodeo? In front of Rodeo. In front, In front of, of rodeo? rodeo? I am. Okay. But Rodeo, I mean, these are all great albums. Yeah. So this is kind of hard. It's just I'm doing more what I listen to more. All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go Astroworld, Rodeo, Birds in the Trap, Days Before Rodeo, and Owl Pharaoh. And simply because Owl Pharaoh was his first project. It was the taste of Travis Scott. Um, not the whole album was good. Definitely not. But the elements of what Travis Scott is now are definitely in resonated. Yeah, from that. definitely yeah, for sure. are embedded into that album. Um, days before rodeo. I really love, I really did love at the time. Um, I don't love the whole thing, but I really do like it. Um, the songs that are good, like back, um, drugs, you should try Mama Mamacita gray. Um, all these songs that made Travis Scott who he is now are still very relevant and, um, they prevail. But I think as an overall project front to back is not my, it's not my thing. Um, rodeo. What'd I say? I said rodeo then, uh, birds, right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I said, uh, rodeo before birds. Um, I think I said it like rodeo one day will be a classic. I think it did kind of change not change the sound, but did make a statement that he was here now, that Travis was here. Um, and Birds is just a fucking... That album front to back is so catchy. It's so good. I don't think there's a bad track. And even if other people disagree with that, you can put that album from track one to the last song, and it just fucking flows. You can let that shit play. But for me, Astroworld um, is the overall epitome of what Travis Scott has tried to become. And it is what he's trying to be. I think I have a theory like every artist's third album defines them. Kanye West with Graduation. Drake with Nothing Was the Same. Kid Cudi's third album, Indicud, is when he kind of started falling off. You know what I mean? I think every third album of an artist really defines them. So I think Astro World, at the end of the day, when people go back and listen to him in future generations... Astral is going to be like, oh, shit, like this is this is a grand scale. This is what made Travis Scott the celebrity he, that he is now. Travis Scott is in those ranks now. You know, what I mean, he's not like, oh, this is Travis Scott. We got Kendrick Drake and uh, J. Cole over here. Like Travis Scott can be in those rankings now, you know. So I think he he they, uh, Astral brought him his celebrity up that high. And I just think he more or less he killed it. That was coming from a bystander. You're talking to a real Travis Scott fan now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're not a Travis Scott fan, obviously, uh, but Travis Scott is my favorite artist for sure. Mm-hmm. Head and toes. He's your, how would you compare him to me? He's my go-to. Like in my car right now, I have Birds in the Trap, Rodeo, and World on CDs. That's what I'm saying. So like for me, he would compare him to as a Bino Your Kid Cuddy. My kid your Cuddy. Kid okay. Cuddy. All right. I don't look up to him. I'm not like, oh, my God. Like, it's not Jesus looking down on me, but, okay. like, that's my kid cut. Musically, yes. All okay. Right. So uh, I'm going to go a little bit differently. Uh, I would say my number one Travis Scott album would be Days Before Rodeo. Okay. And that might be a little controversial to some people, mm-hmm. but I feel like all of his heart and all of his emotions were on that album. 
there was he did i will say this he did have his worst track of all time on that on that mixtape album whatever you want to call it which yeah. is zombies i hated mm-hmm. it i still hate it to this day yeah it's not good <laughs> but from gray from drugs you should try for sure classic classic mamacita you can still play mamacita to this day and get hyped that shit goes up. he still plays it at his live shows i know when he when that tour came out that's like that's really when it all started i missed that shit i yeah. almost went to that tour that's really when it all started like when he became this legend which he is today yeah love flame mm-hmm. anyway my number two would definitely be rodeo to me, that is his graduation, if you will. I like how you said, like, that was like, oh, like, this is my time. Like, this is here. Like, that, to me, is his classic. Okay. Like, of his albums, that's the classic, mm-hmm. for sure. Number three, I would go World. I know that was, like, the album that he always wanted to make, and he couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. He wanted that to be, you know, Birds in the Trap, but he couldn't do it at the time. Yeah. Because he was still building to become what he is today. Yes. But World, um... A little bit more down to earth, a lot less druggy rap, if you will. Uh, I can appreciate that. I do really like that. Probably was one of his best intros. He's a really good at intro songs. Mm-hmm. Um, was it rolling, rolling, rolling? Got me star- star- stargazing. stargazing yeah. <laughs> stargazing was probably the best intro. Um, number four would be Birds in the Trap, and that's odd to me because birds in the trap you love that album. i love birds in the trap but that's because at the time when it came out which was 2016 mm-hmm. it was like the perfect time like everything that was going on in my life like i could relate to that album yeah and uh lastly it'd be al farrell um i don't really have much to say about al farrell yeah. i listened to it it like that was like the first time i heard it i believe he had a song with uh asap ferg uptown yeah, that was when, is dope. That was when I knew, like, oh, this boy is going to be something. Upper Echelon. And then he had, uh, yeah, Upper Echelon, uh, Dancing on the Moon. Uh, I believe the first. Hell of a Night. I love Hell of a Night. Yeah, Hell of a Night. I believe the first Mama Cita was on there and yeah. Quintana. And Quintana. he had a song with, uh, what's that fool's name? Meek Mill. That was yeah. pretty popping, too. I think it was the last song. I can't think of it at the moment. Bands or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. Bands. But I think, like, I, I, I kind of alluded to it is that. Yeah, the overall thing is not it's not that good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was the basis, it was the foundation of what we know Travis Scott today. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah, that's interesting because I know personally, like just hanging out with you all yeah. summer twenty sixteen, that that album was the soundtrack of that summer. Yeah. You know? So it is kinda crazy to see it at number four in the ranking. Yeah. You know? It is. But it it was a lot more commercial. It was a lot more. It knew what it was and it knew what it was trying to be. Like it was trying to go viral and you can tell it. Like that's like why I it's said, so catchy and poppy. Every song is catchy. Yeah. Every song was pretty like, good. Every song was trying to be on the top 100. Every song was trying to be played at in the club. And it yeah. was just like, I wouldn't say he was reaching, but I was saying he was trying too hard. And there wasn't really a lot of emotion in there. And um, it was a little, I feel like generic's a negative word, but. A little generic. A little generic. It was just too mainstream for you? A little bit too mainstream. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. I'm not, I don't really talk about this much. I've did some drugs in the past, but I don't I don't endorse doing drugs. Yeah. I'm not like, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah like, do yeah. this, do you that. You feel like that was kind of like really pushing that narrative yeah. out with that album? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I can see it because I don't do drugs like that, but listening to that album, I feel like, oh, sounds cool, but not that it was like 
pushing me towards that. But I can see what you're saying that it did lead to allude to like, hey, this is fun, you know. And consequently, uh, screw you, Travis, for putting Nav on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, that is the very first time I ever heard of. Yeah, him, for sure. And he killed it. Nav no, killed it. That was his only good feature. It. I just told I texted you all the other day like I just heard like the best nav feature sent that yeah. song which was on the play or not Playboy Cardi Lil uh, Uzi Lil album Uzi. yeah well um after ranking all this where where or what do you guys want to see from Travis next like where do you think he goes from here does he release the album this year is he still kind of building up to something else? I don't think he has to. Um, what do you guys want to see from him? Do you want to see him experiment more? Because I feel like he is kind of an experimental rapper in a sense. Mm-hmm. He is very different from how I said Drake, Kendrick, Cole. He is very different from Chance even. Ch- mm-hmm. I feel like Chance is very big in a sense. You know, Where does Travis Scott go from here? I would like to see his label take off. and Cactus him sign- Jack. Yeah, Cactus Jack and him sign as... I don't want to say as much artist, but as many good artists as he Do can. Do you feel like his label has enough power to no. go there? No. So, okay. So, do you feel that he's done a bad job as who at who he signed, or do you think that they are ever going to reach the potential that he thinks that they have? And that's something to look forward to. I think everybody he signed does have a lot of potential. Because potential, yes. Pop Smoke, rest in peace. When he was here, he was potentially going to be huge. I don't. Were, was he on that label though, or were they, did they just do a song together? Fact check. <laughs> I could be wrong, but um, I'm pretty sure he was on the label. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Don Tolliver. He, you know uh, what? We were no, saying he wasn't. He wasn't. He was signed to Pusher T's manager, so I don't okay. know if it was a label thing or whatever. But um, he is signed to. He was signed to. Rest in peace. He was signed to Pusher T's manager. Okay, well, well then I'm wrong there. I will say this. And it might be controversial again. Um, I think Smoke Perp has the most potential. And I know a lot of people don't like him. But I feel like he hasn't done it. Yes, a lot of people don't like him. But I don't think he's done enough to kind of push himself out there. I don't even think Travis has done enough to push him out there. Because I feel like he's pushed Check West out. I feel like he's pushed Don Tolliver out. But I don't think he's pushed Smoke Perp out like that. True enough. And I, I, I I haven't seen anything from Smoke Perp in a long time. Last time, I don't know who Smoke Perp is. I think he dropped the album, but it wasn't like it just went straight under the radar. Yeah, he is like an underground artist. Like, that's like you really have to know who he is to know who he is. You're not just going to stumble across him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, back to what I was saying. I do think uh, he is signing people who potentially could go big. Sheck West, everybody thought was going to be gigantic. But yeah. He had that assault case and he fucked up. Yeah. yeah. He fucked up his bag. Yeah, for sure. Because we thought he was going to be huge. Mm-hmm. So that was someone he signed. Don Tolliver, everybody's starting to think is going to be huge because yeah. his features. I think everything. Don Tolliver is going to have a lasting power. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, like I said, um, I think he has a lot of potential. He has a lot of work to do still. But from the, what the masses were saying, that they do enjoy him, his sound. Um, so I do think he has relevancy. And everything, but just going back to everything, what do you guys want to hear from Travis next? Like, I where want, does he go with this? His sound. I want the next Travis. I think you need to start looking around and finding the next person to take this shit over. Yeah, I think he should take someone. I think name. Travis Scott. Like, I'm not Catholic, but I'll do that thing. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give it up. But like, I don't think it's gonna get much bigger from this. Yeah, I, I think you think peaked. Astral World was the pinnacle. 
I yeah, think it was. I think, I think he's either going to plateau or he's going to pitfall. If we're going from what I was talking about, my third album theory, which we can talk off mic or whatever, if I actually build a case, I do think it's relevant. Um, after graduation, you know, tragedy hit Kanye and he came out with 808s, you know. Um, you know, God forbid anything drastic like that happens to Travis, but from that point, something else did happen, you know. Um, who knows what Kendrick's going to come out with next because damn is what put Kendrick right under Drake, you know. Really? Literally. That's a, that's a conversation for a different day. It, it is. It can be, but numbers-wise and popularity-wise, it put him right under Drake as far as numbers go. You wouldn't even say good kid, Mad City? Um, I don't as, think it was as commercially. Yeah, big yeah. As I'm not was. saying musically. I'm saying numbers wise. You're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. not saying musically because I will, I will put Good Kid, Mad City over any Drake album, and I Whoa. love Drake. I love Drake, but I'll we put, need the horns right there. <laughs> I'll put that album over any Drake album because that album is a fucking classic. That movie, that movie, it is a movie. That album is a movie. Is a movie. You know, um. So we're. Like what happens next? You know what happens with Travis? Like God, how I said, God forbid anything happens tragically where he has to make his own 808s and heartbreaks. But how you said, like, where does he go from here? Was Astroworld the pinnacle? Can he top that again, or does he? Is this his downfall now? I don't think he'd go back to commercial rap. I think he'd still try to be a little bit trippy. Mm-hmm. I could see him start making love songs again. You think he do like you think he could do like a future thing with like uh, yeah. Hendrix? Yeah, I would. I would like to see that. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be good, but I would like to see it. You know? Where do you guys place Travis in the A rank? Right? A. Yeah. A plus. I would think um, A plus. Like if you have a Jordan collab and it's gonna sell out within seconds, you have yeah. as much influence as anybody out there. I think um, well, him and Chance even like I don't before think is- no. <laughs> that Chance album Biggest fall off Biggest fall off The fucking The worst thing in the world bro I, I just don't think album. Chance is anywhere near Travis But in Chance any has Celebrity Chance okay. is a celebrity That's a bro. conversation For a different day Because Acid rap Chance Just cause you have one good Rap album doesn't Make it up that's for that not, that well, That's not anything. one good Rap album just, That's one of the best Rap albums Chance ever Chance is celebrity Among like media Like he's hosted SNL I can't tell you How many times He's on late night Television all the time He's very popular, so that... But we're talking musically. Regardless of the music, the popularity sometimes overtakes music. I'm talking musically. So I'm talking... Like in Lil Uzi's case. There you go. But I don't know who I would put... If we're if we're going to do the three how we did, Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, I would put Travis Scott right under them as far as musically and popularity-wise. Well, I feel like J. Cole's fell off a long time ago, so I'd put Travis Scott in the big you three. You could put him there, but I'm telling you, bro... People still love and will always love J. Cole. I would agree with you there. I put Travis yeah, above J. Cole. Travis. As of now. Yeah. Until J. Now. Cole gives me another Forest Hill drive or something. I that think. ain't gonna happen. What was yeah, that? Twenty fourteen? That was a long yeah, time ago. Six years ago already. Yeah, so, so I put um, Travis above him. But I don't put Chance right under Travis. No, hell yeah, no. Yeah, I wouldn't put Chance. I was just saying he's like He's giving them legacy points. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'll give you that. But I'm just saying musically. In, in the Travis beginning, had much more. I had Big Sean up there, but until oh, Big God. Sean puts something oh, God. good out again, um, I don't know. Off I don't the know top of your head, there. we don't got to do a list. What's the best Big Sean album? Dark Sky Paradise. Dark Sky Paradise, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I mean, 
I am excited for another Travis album. I don't know where he goes from here because I think you're right. I think he did kind of, I don't want to say he hit his peak, but Astroworld was just really kind of everything that he's been working towards. There's going to be a plateau. Yeah. So I think he should focus on label building now. Yeah, me too. But he still has to focus. Yeah. Label building, but he still has to give his fans music, you know, Mm -hmm. to stay relevant. Give him features. That's not enough, dude. He's uh, Astroworld. He could take a he could take a hiatus. He could take a few years off. I'll give him another year. For a lot of people that didn't know, there's actually a six Travis Scott album mixtape, if you will. Days before Birds. Hmm. I never heard it. Got to go on that Piff for that baby. Was it unreleased tracks or was it official mixtape? Unreleased tracks. Okay. See. Um. But fuck, what was I saying? Where does Travis go from here? Oh, I'll give him another year to release the album, but I think he is gonna have to release something under his own name eventually. Like he can't rely on his label and he can't rely on Jack Boys. Like Travis Scott is gonna have to release the album by himself within this year or the next year to keep not relevant but stay there in that ranking, you know? Nah. I think he's done enough now to where he can kick his feet up like Frank. Yeah, I think he could take a few years off. Nah, he can't. He can't disappear like Frank. He's. I'm not. He's not. He's definitely not gonna disappear. He's still gonna be at all the. Uh, what are that show? Day and this. Day not, and night. No, day I'm not day night. and night. Is it still day and night? I don't even think that's. That it's like anymore. in Miami, and they go to San Francisco. Oh, um, Rolling Loud. Yeah, Rolling Loud. Like he's always gonna be at every Rolling Loud. He was supposed to be at Coachella. Like he's not gonna disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah. That's okay. I I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he is gonna have to come out. He doesn't have that mystery. That mystery is gone now. Frank can do that because he started that in the beginning. Travis doesn't have that luxury. So why can why can Bino do it? Because he after because the internet he took a a big ass hiatus and when he came back he did something different. Travis has done a uh, a year or two between each album. Two years. Yeah, so two... Um, we got Asheroad in 2018. We got Birds Ro- in the Trap 2016. We, we got, got Rodeo, Rodeo in 2015. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm saying. Um, was but, there phlegm there? There was phlegm in that one. <laughs> so who knows where he goes from here, but that was fun. That was a good, was good. That was a good conversation. Uh, that was a lot more heated a debate than I thought it would be. Passionate. 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 Um, what else? What else is on the docket? You guys see that all the movies that were in theaters are going to go straight to on demand? Yeah. So with everything going on right now with the COVID-19 movies are the theaters are closing down. So what the studios are doing right now is that they're releasing all the movies that were in the theater right now, kind of a on demand, like video on demand. You can purchase them or rent them for the day or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they still do need to make their money. Yeah. They still got to make their money. Um, people still want to see these films. So I guess what I'm, my question for you guys is, could this potentially be the end for movie theaters? Or do you guys think that this is kind of something that these studios are going to try out? Can it be like, is cooking at the house, cooking at the house, cooking at the house, the end of restaurants and dinners, but movie theaters already were on a downhill. Yeah. They've been on a downhill for a minute now. I don't know. I still feel like there's going to be one. No, of course, mm-hmm. so there'll always be movie it's an theaters. Event. It's like you go out and do something. But I think if, yeah. if this does work well, like they're still making just as much money, if not more, mm-hmm. I think that they may just stop, go straight to on demand all the time. 
Yeah, I think I think it's it's a it's a one in one, right? So how you said does cooking in the house take away from restaurants? No. But there might just be one theater now. You know, a lot of these like smaller theaters may close down, you know. Those theaters that were in those towns might go away. So that's kinda sad to say, you know. Um Oh well. But I don't know, it's it is interesting to you know we'll get a lot more choose fitnesses i'll tell you that much <laughs> for the the smaller scale films that you don't want to go to the movie theater i think this is a good idea you know like how we were talking about the way back like i really wanted to watch that I movie really, yeah but are you going to take your time to go out and watch that film maybe yes maybe no but it is kind of you know now with everything it's, going on it's not a grand scale film you know I still want to go to the movie theater and watch blockbusters, you know. I still want to go to the movie theater and watch uh, fantasy films and indie films. Um, but those kind of, like, lower end, um, maybe even for, like, the kids. Like, I think Trolls 2 is going to come on demand next month. And kids or families with fucking four or five kids taking your family to the movies and spending at least $130 on tickets and popcorn. Like, I think this is the perfect thing for them. But... Um, as far as like cinema fans and people that like going to the movies, I don't know. I hope this isn't this isn't the end. But you're but talking about like the like, end, like it's going to die, and like I don't know, not about die, you. but it can very well be like damn near close. I don't know about you, but I don't have no a hundred foot TV screen at the house with seventy two subwoofers and this and that. So you're saying that you still kind of do like going to the movies? Though. Yeah, of course. Okay, that's fair. It's an experience. It's an yeah, event. It is it's definitely experience. a movie experience. I think if anything, <laughs> if it does get bad, they'll uh, maybe they'll do like limited things. The theaters only open like the weekends. They only open a few days out of the week. Yeah, there might be because it'll closures. it'll pack it'll pack all the seats and they so they get all the money those days. But I do think this could be. Do you a think big it's hit. a constant cycle though? Because you think it would bring us back to like, oh, we're only opening on the weekends, and then those get packed, and they're like, oh, let, well, let's open up these days again. Eventually, okay. Does listening to music at the house take away from concerts? It's that's different, different, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So like, Black Widow just got delayed. I don't think. I who knows how long this whole thing goes on for? But I don't think Disney would release Black Widow. On streaming services I think that's a movie that needs to be watched in the movie theater regardless of how we feel about it but it's it is a grand scale action superhero film you know there's a lot of big names I don't think they can afford to go on demand yeah but they need to make at least half that budget back like uh Pixar's Onward um I think it had like the lowest like debut for a Pixar movie but it was because of cause and effect of what's going on but they're throwing that one on streaming service right now. Yeah, because they said to, it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah they so, needed to. Hmm. They need. The, they need the money. Um, Disney's closed. Yeah, like they got a. Disney's probably taking a huge hit right now. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Um, but and I just that's not something they're used to. Nah. I don't. I don't think it's the end, but it can, damn near break the industry for sure, especially if it works. I think it, it, this will definitely, depending on how long all this goes on, it can definitely vastly change how we, we yeah. watch movies because if this works and if they see a revenue spike it can hurt theaters for sure it's a good thing and it's a bad thing but there ain't gonna be no revenue spike bro why do you say that nigga i know we're not trying to talk about what's going on but what's going on right now like everybody's being affected it's not just disney yeah it's not just disney. it's not just it's these local movies yeah, yeah. It's everybody. No, it's everybody like if people 
people are getting put off work. Like I heard 18% of Californians like either lost their job or lost hours. So like people are hurting for money. They don't give a fuck about these damn movies. Yeah. But I mean, even after all this does clear up, people aren't going to be rushing to the movie theaters. No. Everything's going to, it's still going to be slow. For yeah. So then even when people do get their money back, I don't think they're going to go to the movie theaters. They'll probably watch it from home. They're still, everybody's still going to distance themselves. Valid point. Hmm. Yeah, you think once this goes away, you think, because I know there's memes on Twitter and shit like, oh, once this shit ends, like, we're going to be at that first brunch. Like, this shit's going to crack, like, 2016 nah, again. No, people are going to be a lot more conscious. Yeah. About, yeah. Like, Do you think it does stay in, in There's going to be a, a stigma, for sure. Like, people yeah. are definitely going to have hand sanitizers at them with them at all times. Do you think this is a good thing for our society? step moving forward it's always about progression yeah for sure i think um because i've seen like pictures of like people in coffee lines mm-hmm. and it's a uh, six feet really like they have markers and i think that is a good thing because you know when you're at the grocery store and somebody's fucking breathing down your neck like it's like i do think that's a good thing you should always have a few feet apart from me yeah, yeah so i get you why you don't but you should mm-hmm. but I, I you know i honestly didn't think about that because i think i was feeding into the hype of like oh yeah once this shit is gone and once we're cleared out like shit might go crazy you know no, but man. i think you guys are right that this shit people do have a new um found rules there's gonna be new rules yeah People will probably rush to like Disneyland and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think all these movie theaters, little restaurants, people aren't gonna be rushing to them. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I hope it's not the end. Um, but it is, uh, it is interesting to see. I'm definitely gonna try to check out, um, The Hunt, Onward, and I think Invisible Man. Um, I recommend Invisible Man. I'm definitely gonna try to check those out. You didn't like it? <laughs> Never watched it. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, that's pretty much it with entertainment. I mean, we could, or with movies, because pretty much everything's been delayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Batman's been delayed. Um, yeah, just everything's been delayed, so we'll see what happens. I think all filming has stopped too, right? Yeah, pretty much. No porno either. No? No, nah, they, they shut up. All, all right, this is going too far. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm way back here. Um, But getting off that, I know... There, there's really hasn't been anything going on in the sports world, and I swear that the ESPN al- analysts paid the NFL to get these trades rolling. So, your sports analysis, you speak on what happened in the NFL. First of all, fuck the NFL, because I'm tired of year fucking long coverage of the NFL. It's and there, you know what? Yeah. Fuck that shit. They're, that shit's boring, they're bro. They're so strategic because like, that's how they do it. Like, oh, let's have the Super Bowl in February. Then we can talk about the uh, free agency in March. And then we can talk about uh, the draft in April. And we can talk about training camps in June. And then July, they're still in training camps. And, and then, then August, they're preseason. Yeah, that's... You know what? Fuck that shit, bro. I'm that so shit is sick annoying, of it. Bro. I don't need to hear about it all year round. There doesn't need to be NFL Live on ESPN for an hour every day, every day at the fucking year. Yeah, you know For what? Show. I agree with Dead you. I'm gonna give you an air horn right here. <laughs> that being said, um, you want to know how I know there's like there's this you we can see the light at the end of the tunnel okay. with everything that's going on. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, because the NFL ain't saying no shit about limiting their season. It's still business as usual. Yeah. So there's definitely some hope and glimmer there. If they start to say, like, oh, we're going to shut down the season, I'll be like, oh, fuck. So you think 
that the NFL is the tell-all to to when this shit ends? Or well, what? that's the breadwinner for sports. So they make the most money out of everybody by far. As far as like fans? And as far as fans and revenue coming in. Okay, because they don't play their players shit. No, but there's a lot of players on they the team. They don't pay their players shit. Yeah, that's fair. But like, as like Lil Wayne said, like I'm baseball rich. Like, baseball players be getting paid. Basketball be players be getting paid. But for the shit that football players be going through, like they they get pennies. But like, they have the most players on the team. That's so why they got they got to split it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still the highest risk sport. They should still be. Well, one of the highest risks. I, I'm sure boxing is more high Fuck risk. Fuck the honors. Let's eat the rich. Yeah, the revolution will not be televised. Back on subject. <laughs> I'm sure there's been a lot of shit that's going on. I could really care less at this point. I don't give a fuck about football right now. Yeah. There was I only really one big name that moved. And to be honest, I don't give a shit about him either. Me neither. Uh, Tom Brady finally left the fucking Patriots maybe six years too late. I don't know. I don't care. And he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is that fucking odd? No. I think, I think he's just chasing the bag. Yeah. I think he just kind of wanted they, to retire they, in Florida. They paid him out uh, in Florida. You don't have to pay taxes, so all that thirty million is his thirty million. But um, what's interesting to see is who's going to have a better season because there's always like that, that, that little love triangle in New England with uh, Robert Kraft getting massages at that masseuse place, and you know, and um, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick didn't like Tom Brady because he's old, and. Robert Kraft loved Tom Brady. Uh-huh. So it's going to be interesting moving forward to see like who does better this next season, the Patriots or the Bucks. Okay. Well, I mean, I just wanted to bring it up because I know that Tom great Tom Brady. <laughs> sorry. Tom Brady is like despite my hate for him and despite everything, he is a great. He has 6 rings as a quarterback, which is amazing. You know but I mean? who that that's what's in, that's like going to be the thing moving forward. Is it his 6 rings or, or is, is it, it Bill, Bill Belichick's? Belichick's? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, other than that, like we got to talk about sports again on the podcast. So. <laughs> um, Coming off of football, um what do you guys think they're going to do with basketball? How did they pick up from this? I don't know if you talked about it last week, but how do they pick up from this? Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk about it. Um, we talked the pe- about the Where does the season go? But they're talking about that if their season does resume, it's going to kind of pretty much pick right up on playoffs. Yeah. You do you know? think that's fair? Because now all these players have been they've been cold. They can they're coming off all their hot streaks. They're coming Life off ain't all this. Fair, bro. But do you the, want a championship? Do or you not? think that affects? Because I know, yeah, sure, these players are, you know, probably chilling right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're really about this shit, if you really do have that Mamba mentality, like you're fucking working out and still working on your craft every fucking day, do you think that break of the season kind of helps you or breaks you? Like, are you still working out towards this? And um, are you, like, taking a step back and, like, oh, we're not playing anymore, so I can't, how you said, your hot streak or everything? Like, does That's it an interesting them? perspective. And I guess it all really depends. Because you're on the getting player. rest, but you're also not playing every day. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is. It's two sides of the same coin. You think players off the injury list can now come back? Yeah, with all this. Yeah. So you think mm-hmm. it, it it does affect things? Yeah, this this whole thing affects everything. Like they're talking about pushing the Olympics back. Like they're they're talking about postponing the Olympics. They're pushing it next year. This yeah. This whole thing, how you how I think you texted me earlier. You snapped snap snapped me earlier. Um, you said something. I was like, yo, the simulation is rec- or, or like the <laughs> simulation is broken. 
and you were like no this is the reset bro like this is the reset of the simulation like for things to get pushed back like when everything's on orderly deals like presidential elections every four years olympics every four years you know everything's getting pushed back it's fucking crazy just a thought but it's just fucking crazy you know what i mean do you think they push back baseball or do you think it just picks up oh baseball just pick up so do you think basketball and baseball are going to end up conflicting not conflicting hopefully but i think it'll be dope to have both um during each other because i don't like that football and basketball are on the same time like i don't i don't give a shit about football but i think baseball and basketball being on at the same time is kind of cool because those are my two favorite sports and i think they're dope just kind of seeing back to back you know but they're talking about in baseball that they kind of still want to do the 162 games, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, bro. January? I don't know, bro. They're going to be playing in the snow? I've never seen that before. I think it's ridiculous. I think they should cut the games. I think they should cut the season down to, like, NBA. 82? 82 games. That'd be dope. And then start, you know, if everything. Not enough money. It's all about money. They need to be built up by somebody. You know? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> what do you think that means for Flog? I don't know. I don't even know if Flog's going to happen this year. Do you think he'll put the tickets on sale still? No, nah, be, he'll be in the Coliseum. I don't know if he's going to put the tickets out, but they'll be back in the Coliseum because the Rams stadium is opening up this year. Oh, okay. Or yeah. is it? It is. I think it's already done. Or is it? I think it's already done. What if they got to delay it? Construction workers are still working. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still working. I'm not a construction worker. Mm, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I think if you're really about this shit and that's really your only job, like you're going to be putting shots up and you're going to be working on your body. So I don't know. I do, how you said last week, like I was, I'm not even the biggest sports fan in the world, but I do kind of just miss having something else to talk about, something else to view for enjoyment. You know, it is, is very weird. Yeah. Trying times. Trying times. All right. Well, that was our sports talk again. So glad to have it back. <laughs> so um, if you guys follow us on Instagram, we asked you guys, um, we're going to do a Q&A right here. Just a little quick Q&A. Just try to get, a, get to know us a little better. So we asked you guys on Instagram to pretty much ask us anything. So we're going to answer a few of your guys' questions right here. So... I'll say one thing about the questions. Nobody went like outrageous questions. Some wild. Then no one was wilding out. Yeah, nobody. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah nobody really wilded out. Um, so our friend Myron asked if the U.S. turns out to be kind of a Walking Dead situation. How are you guys handling it? What What would you guys do in that situation? Are you guys prepared for that? How? Where does this go? That'd be fun. I got a machete. I have a gun. Thank you, Shad. Shout out, Shad. Uh, first thing I'm doing, mm. I'm Legend. going to the pharmacy, and I'm taking all the Xanax they got, and I'm going to ride that shit out. Might be walking dead among them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. You kind of like, uh, kind of disguise yourself. Yeah. Them. All right. Um, you know, I don't know. I would try to, my very best to round up myself amongst all my friends and try to go there. There's safety in numbers. Yeah, because... I'm little. My lady's little. I got two kids. You know what I mean? They're so little. little. <laughs> I'm going to do my very best to be with somebody because fuck that. I 
you know, I'm going to go into survival mode and try to protect my family, but I know I'm not a very big man. So I'm going to do my best to get to where I need to go to have some protection. You don't have no mama mentality, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Eddie? What would you do in a zombie apocalypse? Well, I'm in no way prepared. I'm not, I wouldn't be scared of the zombies as much as I am of the people. Yeah. So I would probably also try to do safety in numbers. Are they are they fast walking zombies or slow walking? Yeah, we're zombies? talking. Uh, Let's do slow. Let's do oh, slow walking. Oh, zombies. I'm not. Yeah, I'm more concerned with the people. I'm more concerned with the people. The people that are still alive, like they're yeah. trying to fuck you up or what? Yeah. Not oh. everybody believes in the safety in numbers. Well, I never watched Walking Dead, so I don't. I don't really. Know. Uh, well, half of it is they're fighting people. Oh well, that's that's true though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. Safety in numbers is. Definitely better than trying to fucking take this shit on uh, Rambo. Build a know? tree house and safety mm-hmm. in numbers. Okay, so, Eddie, you weren't here last week, but why do we rate My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy so low on the discography list of Kanye? Overrated. Yeah. It got runway. Cool. Um, for Oh, me, what's that? Devil in a White Dress? Devil also in, cool. Devil in a New Dress? Dope. Dope. I think for me... Um, Kanye did uh, Kanye did um, the Good Friday series so he released all these songs like a week after another so once he released these songs on the album like everybody heard them already so I was like this is cheap like yeah when he, when he started doing Good Friday 2009 yeah pretty okay. much so it was right before the album dropped so it was just kind of cheap because like these songs have already been released People have already heard these songs, so you just kind of put them in in one thing, and then you named it your magnum opus, if you will. Power? How are you going to be a Christian like power? Yeah, I don't know. So that's my pretty much my only reason for it. The songs are good, but as pretty much what history... This is the epitome of Kanye, is what you want to say. Like This is him like, I'm Kanye West. Like Yeah. Look at me. But I don't like that. I hate when I hear a new album, and I've heard half the songs on it already mm. like i hate like i hate that shit like i when i hear a brand new album i want to be surprised like yeah there's always one or two singles off of it maybe three a lot that of you've features. heard already a lot of features but i don't like that shit yeah like i don't like so i Paul. never i never go back to it I don't, I, I don't know yeah it's just not that good to me yeah i don't think it's his i don't think it's his best album i don't know well i didn't rank my albums last week but i don't put it that low on mine I just it's probably like two maybe and three. Even then, we don't put it that low. We just don't put it at number one. It's like, not bad. It's just, I don't know. I put it. I put it at number four. He has fucking seven eight albums. Like that's not that low. Um, but that's my reasoning behind it. Personal preference. Personal what was your number preference. one? Eight oh eight. Graduation. Oh, no, it's graduation as well. See, I, graduation is obviously a classic album. Kanye. It's just not my favorite Kanye album. If that makes sense. I like a lot of songs on it, but it's not a song, an album I want to, I just like to hear. I'm going to show my kid graduation before I show him my twisted, dark, beautiful romance. I think depending on what Kanye does, if I show my kid any Kanye. Damn. That's fair. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to show my kid yeah, graduation. Yeah, definitely. Graduation and. I might do 808s. Um, I love 808s. Yeah, 808s is really good, even though you don't like it. That being said, I'm playing Travis in the crib for sure. Yeah, you got to. Gonna have like a little sound bar in his room. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, how did we meet? Uh, the three of us as a unit, or three of us individually? We could bring it individually and bring it as a unit. All right, I'll go first. All right. So, uh, I knew Christian since high school, but he was always a douchebag. He was like too cool 
to hang out with the weird kids. I don't know. He was too cool, man. He was too cool. I don't know. Maybe he was like trying to genre bend. Like, maybe he was like, man, like, I, I like what y'all are doing, but I can't do it, you know? But fuck y'all. Uh huh. He's and, a culture uh, vulture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a culture vulture. At the time, you could say that, yes. Uh huh. But um, moving forward, I, I believe I went to a, a majority of your parties. Yeah. And I, I don't think you were willing to invite me, but you're just like, fuck it, I'll invite you. Okay, can I defend myself? Go for it. It's not that I was too cool or that you were weird. You were a little much back then, bro. You were pretty wild, you know? And I was the type of person that liked to, you know, more or less, I liked to control the situations because my parents weren't fucking home. And Wh- I was the only one at the house. So if shit went awry, it was my fault. What was you were fucking crazy back then. What was pretty wild because I say like when I went full wild was twenty twenty one. That's when I went I was wild and untamed. In the future? (laughs) You (laughs) (laughs) when I turned twenty and twenty one. Okay. When I was like in high school, like a lot of people don't know this. I didn't do I barely did any drugs in high school. I smoked weed maybe five times all throughout high school. Uh Uh-huh. I drank every other weekend, but that's another story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, nah, it was no, I never thought I was cooler or anything. I just, I don't think we just ever had that relationship, but I do think through the parties I had and you coming to all of them, I just kind of, we just kind of formed this relationship and it is kind of weird because we're in two different grades. Um, we didn't grow up together at all. We basically had all the same friends. We basically had all the same friends and we were not on the two different scales, but um, different pages yeah pretty much different pages and we just kind of ended up gravitating towards each other and you know i think we have a beautiful friendship camp vlog so, 2015 yeah. or 2016 and i think the, i mean the basis with the pod is music i think mm. the basis with you and me is that we pretty much like the same music and you know fed off each other with that fair enough um so i think the parties and music and all that you know that's how you and me ended up being close mm-hmm. so it is kind of strange in a way like I wouldn't have said not again. I guess I'm not helping my case, but um, I wouldn't have said like if you told me in high school that you and me be right here. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought it. about it. I wouldn't have thought I about it. it you know mean? Um, but I am glad that we are here. So okay. I very appreciate your friendship. And, and I don't think that I'm cooler than you. So now kiss. I'm not trying to be cool. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> I'm just trying to be me. And uh, I met Eddie Tegel through Christian. It took me a long time to get adjusted to Eddie. He's a very different individual. But uh, I would say for at least the past two years, we've been fairly good friends. Yeah, I think we're, I, I think we're pretty cool. Yeah, I think we're past. I don't know. Oh, there's nothing there. Like, we just liked each other. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so with uh, Bird, we just told the story. But with Eddie, I, um, I worked with him at a warehouse, and he kind of came in and... I wouldn't say that we hit it off, but it was kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? It was There was never no hate or no strife, but it just wasn't like we weren't tight like that. You yeah. know, it took us a while to like kind of like start hanging out and get cool with each other. But I guess we had met each other prior. Through, yeah, we met through like a mutual friend. Yeah, through we a mutual all, friend. We had like lunch or something. Once. And I think at that point I was cool with dude, but. It was two different lifestyles to where I didn't know if I wanted to be integrated with his friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I never thought I was going to ever meet you again, you know? So when you started working with me and you told me like, oh, I met you before. I was like, oh, shit. 
okay, so then, like, you know, uh, we worked in the same area. We had mutual friends, and that's kind of how we got started talking. And then I think at the warehouse, like, you kind of had a negative stigma. I think people were kind of out to get you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but why? Like, what did he do? Like, I don't know if anybody ever, you know, but people were trying to, like, get you in trouble for some reason. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. Like, I was like, nah, it is cool. Like, I just, you know. I don't get it. But y'all became closer than friends. Yeah, we, we were attached at the hip for, yeah, uh, for a majority sure. of the um, time spent. I think a couple years. The I very first time that me and Eddie like literally kicked it because I invited you to one of my parties. Yeah. And then Oh. That was about <laughs> it. <laughs> that was about it. And then like we would still keep kicking it at the well, we'll keep, you know, just working together. But I don't think we really started kicking it till like we went to Dis- Disneyland together and like it was like all right, you're pretty cool, man. And then, boom, y'all, you met Birdie, and then you met my whole family, and then you started dating my cousin. So you just, you know, <laughs> I can't get rid of you. So, you know, you're a part cool. of my life now. So that's pretty much how I met Eddie. He's in the family. He's in the family, literally. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm tripping, man. He's in the family. Wow, Bird. Well, you know. Do you want to talk? You want to attest anything, Eddie? Do we we hit everything on the marker? I would say the day me and Eddie became friends, though, was when we went to uh, Blazer's first piano piano. Yeah, the first piano piano. That was 2017. Yeah. And I was off of Bane, and I was wearing my nice vape jersey. Yeah. And I was standing next to Eddie, and we drank a little bit, and then I was like, hey, you want to come back to my house? Bird took me home. And I showed him some of my rap tracks. Where he took you home, and I was bro. like, hey, man, you want to smoke this? He's all, nah, man, I don't smoke. I'm like, for sure. I'm like, hey, man, you want to smoke this? <laughs> like, nah, I don't smoke. Like, oh. Yeah, I had a few drinks. Did you respect him at that point where he, like, kind of turned you down? Or No, nah, we're cool with that. I don't know if that was before. That was definitely before batting practice or batting cages because I had the Volvo then. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, we did kick it oh, at the. Oh yeah, uh, we all hung out at the. Definitely, the batting cages was like the seal of like, mm-hmm. all right, we're all friends now. And then I believe you had your birthday party at the house, and he was there, and he's like, "Hey, got your weed." Oh yeah, I remember that. And the time before that was that one party. Yeah, it was just a party. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a party. Yeah, <laughs> we leave it at that. Just yeah. a random ass, you know, a cruiser party. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. Um, and now we're here. Good question. Now we're here. You know what I can say though? I I was talking to this with I was talking with somebody, either to Ayana or Dakota, and I was like, you know, man, it's so weird calling you cruiser. I never called you cruiser like like a year ago. Like I always called you Christian. Yeah. Hey Christian man. Yeah, the homies like if you like grew up with me and you know me, you call me Christian. But I think cruiser kinda just I don't really know where it came from, but I think Jose used to call me cruiser and Blaze used to call me cruiser and then it just when Instagram came out, I was like, I love Kid Cudi. My last name's Cruiser. Everybody calls me Cruiser. It's so stuck. Like, Boom. I am he. And now he it's, is a, I. it's a thing. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, no, that is true. Because you call me Cruiser, huh? Like, that's all pretty much how you met. Like, yeah, I was calling you Cruiser. Yeah, how you knew me. Um, But yeah, if you know me like that, like, Lee calls me Christian. Uh, like, you know. 
Uh, That's almost like bird though, because I tried to get out at that at one point. But we don't call you Jert. We don't Nobody, call you Jaber Only anymore. my girl and my mom call me Jeremiah. Well, yeah. Well, I never called you Jeremiah, but we don't call you Jaybird anymore. Nah. Like we used to call you okay. Jaybird. Jaybird. Like, yeah. Yo. If you call me Jaybird now, like I know you're lame. I know you ain't <laughs> about the shits. Like if you call me, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Like. Hey, I don't fuck with you, but like we're cool. I still have you under Jaybird as my contact. That's though. fine. So that's how you know that we've been in this shit for a minute. A long so. time. Yeah. I am sweating. You're sweating? Well, I mean, it's almost time to get out of here. Uh, before we leave, you guys want to leave the people off with any recommendations to watch during quarantine or anything you guys been loving or watching here in this week? Yeah, I'm a gamer and I've uh, got back into playing Apex Legends. I know I'm probably a little late, but uh, it's season four. It's fun to play. I like playing it. It's like a mix of uh, it's it plays like Halo and it looks like Halo. Uh, it's a battle royale game, so it has that like Fortnite concept. Mm-hmm. And then like they have like these own like little abilities, so it's almost like I I think it's called League of Legends. Oh yeah, I've heard of League okay. of Legends. So fun play. I like playing it. That's why I like to play. A little uh, not time consuming, but something to pass the time. Takes the edge off. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I seen you sent the snap. It looks like they did a lot of updates on it. Yeah. Looks good. New uh, yeah, cool. Well, I've been working through all this, mm-hmm. like just literally at work. But um, I haven't had too much time. I've been playing a lot of the Super Mario, a lot of old Mario games. It, we got the Super Mario U. Okay. So it's like pretty much old Mario, but updated. How much mm-hmm. was that? I didn't buy it. I don't know. Uh, 40 to 60, I would assume. Wow, flexor. Damn, big baller. What's that uh, look? Is it like a? It's a kind of how the old Mario games yeah, were. Like you, where you go left to run, to right. You got to run through the level. Can you like right. make your own levels? Uh, I don't think so. Not. I think that's one. Super Mario Maker or something. Yeah. like that. Mm. I think it's the same thing. It's just one you can make them. Okay. Okay. But it's been pretty fun. It's real nostalgic. I All forgot right. how much I used to love Mario. That's cool. Yeah, I never. Confession: I never really played the old Mario games like that. I mm. didn't grow up with Nintendo. It's kind of sad to say because everybody did. But um, I didn't really play that stuff till later. Do you appreciate those games? Do you like them? Yeah, I like. Them. I have the. I, uh, love them a lo- I like them a lot. I, have the, I just didn't grow up with them, so it kind of sucks. Like, but if I if like you were to bust it out right now, like, oh fuck yeah, like let's play Super Mario. I was like, say I have that NES that they made the the mini one. Mm-hmm. I have it. So if you ever wanted to, I have two controllers. Oh, do you? Oh, is it dope? Yeah, I have the little one. Oh, where it has all the games on it. I didn't know that. Do they have Duck Hunter on it. I don't know. I haven't went through them all. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I hear on the Switch you can update it or download all of them, though. Really. Yeah, I think you could get the old uh, Mario games on the like Nintendo store or something. But I, I have it if you ever want to borrow it or we can all play it. It's just I have two controllers. It's I want to buy cool. Animal Crossing. Yeah, what is up with Animal Crossing, bro? Like, I don't know. It's almost I've been, it's like a it's super hyped on Twitter right now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And I don't know what it is, but I kind of just want to buy it because of the hype. It's almost like it has like a hint of Minecraft in a way where you can like do whatever you want like every every is it like sims with animals i don't know i have i really have no idea with it mm-hmm. either but like every clothing artist that i follow that makes clothes they're on animal crossing and they're, they're like building like little designs and shit and I, whatnot but that's the thing with this quarantine and the, everything going on is that i'm so like interested in it maybe bored in the sense that mm-hmm. i want to know like i want to yeah. be a part of this you know it sounds Fun to say the least, like sixty bucks. It could be oh, the best thing that. we've ever seen. Yeah, that's true. But I have no clue what it yeah, is. Yeah, I have no clue. Never played the originals. It doesn't look like any kind of action. It doesn't. Look yeah, like, it I, don't looks, know, I don't know what it looks. It like. It looks like it takes like what I because I, I follow a few forums for Pokemon. People are like who else is playing 
Nintendo or the uh, Animal Crossing to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it kind of sounds like you're escaping. You're literally escaping Earth and going to this virtual reality yeah. world, and you you get to make your own kind of like a Sims, yeah. but with animals. I don't know. I could be talking out my ass, but no kind of what it seems like. Um, for myself, I haven't really watched anything either. Um, Blaze maybe watch. Not maybe my you know I watched it with her uh, Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Oh, okay. I've heard, I've heard good things. Um, we watched the first two episodes and I was like, ah, I don't. It's not that I wasn't interested, but I didn't really want to watch it really? at the time. That's surprising. I thought I'd, I'd figure you'd like something like that. And she put on the first two episodes and I was like, all right. Like I was getting into the characters, I was like, I kind of do want to see where this goes. Uh-huh. Um, so it's that long, is something. Isn't it? Yeah, it is it's like long. So. I feel like it's going to be a slow burn, but I am interested to see where it goes. Um, but another movie I want to shout out, and I think I'm going to watch it during the break or whatever. Um, I was kind of doing this like poll on Instagram, like pick your favorite album, favorite movie. And I put uh, Lords of Dogtown on there. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time, hmm. and I want to watch it again. So if you guys never seen Lords of Dogtown, it's pretty much like the birth of skate if you will um all the old school skaters like when fucking vans was off literally off the wall um it's a very good movie um very enjoyable so if you guys never watched that movie go check it out it has emil hirsch and heath ledger on it um so if you like skate and if you like kind of gritty um dirty has keith ledger uh, heath, heath ledger? ledger yeah heath ledger is he the main character uh he's like the manager of the skaters that okay. came up so if you guys never watched it check it out um it's a really good skate film. It's a really good film. It is. So, yeah. That's pretty much it for me. Any nice. Sh- <laughs> uh, nice. Any shout outs before we get out of here? Uh yeah. I have the shout out. It's a uh, well it's just this dude I follow on Instagram. I really like his art right now. Okay. Uh, his name is Matt Greenholt. If you guys like Pokemon or just like that. Pokemon. Like just cool art, funny art. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cool to follow. Um also, I want to shout out the people who are taking this shit serious and social distancing, man. Yeah, that is that is very true. Shout out to you guys. Which we aren't doing right now. <laughs> There's only three of us, man. We are. Yeah. Six feet. Six feet. We'll be all right. What about you, Brady? Anybody you want to shout out? Yeah, shout out the healthcare industry. Shout out all the nurses and doctors and all that. Like, keep on doing your thing. Let's keep these numbers down for sure. Yeah, you guys are doing a hell of a job. Um, We appreciate you guys for, you Commendable. know. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Going into work. Shout out to grocery you guys store workers to, too. Yeah, Shout all out these the grocery uh, industry. <laughs> all these, I'm using quotation marks. All these lower end jobs that people put a negative stigma on, like you know, they're really it's fucking, their time to shine. Yeah, now. they're really carrying the country on their back right now. So shout out to you essential. guys. Essential. How does it feel when you go into work tomorrow and you're an, an essential, essential job worker? So shout out to you guys. Um, I want to shout out everybody's families. You know. Um, we're we are you know we are practicing social distancing but i hope that doesn't take away from i feel like it is a time to like you know call your mom up you know call your call your uncle up call your dad up you know call your sister up whoever you guys want to call up use this time to call them and just see how they're check up on your loved ones you know um even if if shit does get kind of get crazier and we can't go out um it especially a time to use that and you know catch up on old friends or anything like use this time for that um, I think it'll be a nice thing. And I also want to shout out my compa, um, Gusto. Uh, he's releasing, well, not releasing yet, but he's working on new music. And um, 
I'm excited to see a new Gusto project because I think he's collaborating with one of his old uh, rapper friends. Um, and I never really saw a rap Gus because when I met Gus, um, he was kind of this in this, you know, he was kind of going through a lot. So his music really reflected that. But when he started uh, his music career, he was on that rapidy rap shit. And I'm, I'm excited to see this because I've never really seen it in real time. Okay. So shout outs to Gus. Think we're going to um, see like a little love Gus? We're going to see a lovey Gus? We'll see a little bit of love Gus, but I think he's going to be on his like, I'm a rap. <laughs> I'm a rap rap. So I'm excited for it. So shout out to my compa. Um, and he's, like I said, with the loved ones, he's been texting me like, hey, whatever you need, uh, let me know I got you. So I just think it's very evident to just check up on your people, you know? So not the best time to see your like grandparents and stuff though. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, call them up, call up, check them up, check. It goes a long up. way. It does. But right before we get out of here, we got to give it to you guys. Um, I know we started with it last week, but birdie hit him with it. Isn't life beautiful? The people we meet, the ups and the downs. Why does I have to take a pandemic to put our pride aside? Cause we're fucking awful people. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just like you were saying earlier, just give out love, bro. Yeah. Now is the time. I'm not saying no risky text. I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> now is the time to give out love for sure. Yeah, check up on your people for sure. Anything else, Bersha Damas? Days are numbered. You think so? Not ours, but some people's. Yeah, definitely. Definitely for sure. Um, But yeah, that was Bersha Damas, everybody. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, Birdie. But with all that being said, I hope you guys take something away from this through your guys' quarantine, uh, through your social distancing. I hope you guys are being safe and responsible out there. Because um, we aren't. <laughs> yeah, we definitely aren't. But um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, if everything goes okay, we might put out another one. I don't really know. I really don't know what's going to happen. I feel like we're probably going to do another one. Yeah, we might do another one. But uh, either which way, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you guys for sending in those questions. Um, we love you guys. Uh, Cruise Control Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you guys get your podcasts. Um, you know, we really appreciate you guys taking your time out of whatever you guys are doing right now to just tune in and listen. So uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Cruise Control Pod. And, um, you know, interact with us. Let us know what what's on your guys' mind. And, um, yeah, literally, we just we love you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. For Birdie and Eddie, this is Kid Cruiser. This has been the Cruise Control Podcast. Stay safe out there and be smart. podcast.